0: Welcome!
1: Spin-stretched ant neck. That's A-N-T, ant. It's the Improbable Research Podcast. I'm Mark Abrams, editor of the magazine Annals of Improbable Research, with a special pocket-sized episode about research that makes people laugh, then think. Here's physicist Melissa Franklin. (laughs) Ants. We're talking about ants here. This is a paper called?
0: The Exoskeletal Structure and Tensile Loading Behavior of an Ant-Neck Joint.
1: One more time, please.
0: The Exoskeletal Structure and Tensile Loading Behavior of an Ant-Neck Joint. It was published in 2013 done by three people from the Department of Mechanical and Aerospace Engineering at the Ohio State University. Their names are Vienny Nguyen, Blaine Lilly, and Carlos Castro. They are checking out ants' necks and seeing how strong they are. Insects have evolved mechanical form and function over millions of years. Ants, in particular, can lift and carry heavy loads relative to their body mass. Loads are lifted with the mouth parts transferred through the neck joint to the thorax and distributed over six legs and tarsi feet that anchor to the supporting surface.
1: Have you seen this in action, watching ants?
0: I have noticed that ants use their mouths.
1: Have you ever tried carrying something this way yourself, with your mouth?
0: Yes. I often try carrying my iPhone with my mouth.
1: Have you felt any strain on your neck that you noticed? Yes.
0: Awful. Absolutely awful. It's not good to carry things with your out of your <laughs> mouth for humans, the way we're built. I don't think it's a good idea. I think these ants are quite amazing, actually, that they do this. It's a wonderful engineering feat. Onward, please. While previous research has explored attachment mechanisms of the tarsi, those are the feet, Little is known about the relation between the mechanical function and the structural design and material properties of the ant.
1: Isn't that a nice phrase, the structural design and material properties of the ant?
0: Yes. It's very engineering. Engineers love material properties and structural design. I love this. This is great. Onward. This study focuses on the neck, the single joint that withstands the full load capacity. So that is the load of whatever you're picking up. We combine mechanical testing Computed tomography.
1: What is computed tomography? It's
0: like a, a CT scan.
1: What is a CT scan? It's a computed tomography.
0: It's a scan. It's a scan of the uh, of the. Um, you use a machine to look at the structure of something.
1: You get to take three dimensional pictures.
0: Yes, you get a three-dimensional picture.
1: You could kind of get pictures of uh, zillions of slices, thin, thin, thin slices of the thing.
0: Depends what you're doing, but yes, you can. And that's not all they did. They did scanning electron microscopy. So that's something. Microscopy. My, my microscopy. Scanning electron microscopy.
1: And that is what
0: SEM. You're looking at very small features using an electron beam. And computational modeling to better understand the mechanical structure function relation of the neck joint. What the structure is and how it functions. uh, Of the neck joint of the ant species, formica (laughs) exictoids. I don't know how to say that. Anyhow, it's an Allegheny mound ant.
1: You have much experience with Allegheny mound ants?
0: No, I have never been to the Allegheny mountains.
1: You must go sometime to see the ants.
0: yes. The exectoid, formica exectoids, exectoids, exectoids. Uh, our mechanical testing results show that the soft tissue forming the neck joint exhibits an elastic modulus of 230 plus or minus 140 megapascals. Whoa, man, megapascals. So that's a pressure. So that's a lot. You're impressed. That's a lot of pressure on that poor ant's neck.
1: What they were really doing here then was kind of taking a centrifuge and putting the ant on it so that the ant's neck got stretched more and more and more as the centrifuge went faster and faster. Is that what they were
0: doing? Uh, Hold on, sorry. Sorry, just wait, hold on. I, I lost control of my brain for a second. Live ant specimens were tested in a custom-built open centrifuge following previous investigations of attachment forces of arboreal ants. Based on a paper, 1995, we used 7 grams as the minimum performance requirement for the centrifuge. Prior to testing, ants were anesthetized in a 30-degree Fahrenheit chamber until immobile. Samples were fixed at the mouse to a disk using glue, and accelerant with the head pointing toward the center of the disc.
1: Describe the picture in your head of what is happening here.
0: Okay, you take the ant, you put it to sleep. So then they say the ants were then fixed at the mouth to a disc using glue and accelerant, which I don't know why accelerant was used, uh, with the head pointing towards the center of the disc. You take the sleeping ant, you open its mouth, you put glue and accelerant in, You close it onto a disc and you hold it there until the glue sets. And then you spin the disc. Oh, the accelerant, icing, glue and accelerant. The accelerant accelerates how fast the glue sets. That's what they mean, I'm guessing. Ant specimens were subjected to incremental loads by increasing rotation speed by 15 revolutions per second every 12 seconds, up to 215 revolutions per second. This corresponds to a maximum force of 3,400 times the weight of the ant. Okay, so that's a lot. So micrographs of ruptured specimens, ruptured specimens. So first of all, they call them ants, then they call them samples, then they call them specimens. Anyhow, so micrographs of ruptured specimens, which I guess are the necks, revealed that failure occurred at the neck head transition. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Micrographs of ruptured specimens revealed that failure occurred at the neck head transition. So this is actually, um, you need, I think, very small hands. I don't know how you open the ant's mouth, but probably there's a little pair of needle-nose pliers. That it uh, it's Okay, so most people don't care about ants much. I mean, about each individual ants. Like, they don't care about saving individual ants. Um, so it's not so awful. But, you know, I think if you were the graduate student doing the research, it would be awful to do after a while, maybe once, you know. But, you know, spending a, a year gluing ants, ants' mouths to discs and then spinning them around and then finding out that they broke at the neck, that could be not good.
1: Looks like one thing they showed here is that the ant's neck is really, really, really strong.
0: Yes. The neck joint is strong also. You'd think that the neck might be stronger than the neck joint. It's interestingly enough, in the picture showing the ant and the ant neck and the deformed ant neck after it's been spun, they don't seem to have a... uh, a length scale.
1: No, and yet you can see a difference, can't you, looking at the before and after pictures of the ant? The neck is a lot longer after it was
0: Yeah. But then the distance they have a plot in which they show the distance the neck stretches, I guess. And again, it's in pixels. So somewhere in the paper they probably tell you what a pixel is in terms of a meter. But it would be nice. I like it when they put it on the pictures. So I'll, I'll write to them and I'm going to I'll write to them. <laughs>
1: You've been listening, if you've been listening, to a special pocket-sized episode of the Improbable Research Podcast. I'm Mark Abrams, editor of the magazine Annals of Improbable Research. What we explored today was featured in the magazine in issue 23, the special centrifugal research issue. You can buy the special centrifugal research issue of the magazine or any of the more than 150 other back issues and find all kinds of surprising research studies that your friends might love to know about if you tell them. You can even subscribe to the magazine and get six new issues a year. Go to our website, improbable.com. You'll also find there on the website information about this year's Ig Nobel Prize ceremony. It's possible that Seth Glickman is the Improbable production assistant. Next time on this podcast, we'll look at something or other. Until then...
0: Goodbye. Goodbye.